0: What's up? Uh, what's up everybody watching? I'm gonna deal with my ignorant self for a few minutes. If you are watching, thank you. If not, I don't care either way. I'm here to chat, I'm here to talk. I don't know. Uh, let me see what I got here. Let me see if I can message the that's just the peeps. Anyway, for right now, I'm gonna be uh, chatting regardless or talking. Uh, hope everybody's doing well today, wanted to get on and do this weekly for me, you know, one of those things where I show up for myself, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. I do this podcast on Tuesday as well with my buddy Ricky, and uh, I'm also going to do this on Thursdays for my own podcast, and I'm going to develop, you know, different videos from it. Let me see if I can uh, share the link, you know, I did not share the link with people, but Again, thank you for showing up. Thank you for watching. I hope you all are doing well. For those that don't know, my name is Josh or JB three three three, as I prefer to be called. The uh, somebody was asking me the other day. They're asking me if I, you know, I should talk about what? Where'd I get the idea of three thirty three? And uh, and. So, I'm going to chat about that. Give me just a second, my friends. I'm live. This is super unscripted. (laughs) So, here we go. Um, I hope this is actually on Facebook and uh, you know the other thing, but oh well, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Let me send this to old Ricky. Send this away, send this away. So, the idea of uh, triple three or two, 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 the idea of those, you know, those are synchronistic numbers, as you would call them. And uh, I got pretty obsessed with the idea of synchronicity and the random coincidences, if you will. A long while back, I actually uh, used to um, see the number triple three. That's how it started for me. Like, I was, this was like in my 20s, you know, and I was drinking all the time. And I would see this number so often all over the place in the most off the wall spots. And yes, again, you can say coincidences all day long. And I've had people say coincidences, but the fact is, you know, you can write off a few times as coincidences, but. After a certain point, you're deluding yourself. But in any case, finally, one day, I decided I was going to look it up. To be honest, I was actually terrified to look it up because I felt there was, like, some kind of alien contact or something. You know, just paranoia because I'm terrified of – that's, like, one of my weird fears is, like, I'm terrified of little green men from outer space. You know what I mean? Silly. It's ridiculous fear. But, hey, that's me, homie. K. That's me. (laughs) So – that was one of the thing, you know. I was scared of scared as crap to look at it, and it is what it is. But I finally did, and it was, you know, I looked up. Of course, you could look this up, and it'll give you a bunch of different reasons. But it eventually came to the the idea of synchronicity, the idea that, um, you know, what I'll just give you the dictionary version of it right now, since I'm chilling. Let's go to uh, Google. Um, what is synchronicity what is synchronicity synchronicity is the simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significant related but have no discernible casual causal connection Um, so it's like essentially a funny way of saying coincidences but i think in this universe it's silly to believe in coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that there is mistakes. I believe that everything has its purpose, everything has its place, and that's just the way it is. Hard to understand, but I I have a broad view of the universe itself and I will cover start to cover that as I talk more because it's inevitable. You know, one of the I was actually you know a few years ago I was actually an addict and well a few years ago, I've been basically an addict my whole life, ever since I was old enough to get addicted to everything get addicted to video games, get addicted to candy, addicted to anything that helped me escape reality. And you know, I've been addicted to TV shows. You can be addicted to all this stuff, food, everything. And it is all just a matter of escaping reality because, you know, I was coming from a place of trauma and a lot of turmoil going on in my childhood, a lot of stuff that kids shouldn't see. And What happens when that happens? You start to seek escapes. So, you know, the... Let's see. My brother's probably at work messaging me. So when you... uh, Not yet, bro. I'm getting people commenting on here on my thing. Get the views up. He's asking me if how do you get paid for TikTok? I don't know. You know, if you're looking for an answer for addiction, you know, like when you escape and everything, that's where you need to start. If you really want to know how to heal an addiction, Then you need to start with the trauma that is causing it, because they'll tell you, they'll fucking mess around and tell you on the internet, everybody, you have a disease, you have a disease, and it it kind of acts like a disease in the body, one hundred percent. I can agree with that, but it is not something that you're not, you're not sick. You have, you know, you're sick. I guess you could say you're sick with trauma, but you're not. You don't have a disease. You're not broken. You have something that you need to heal inside of you. And what you're doing is seeking for seeking escapes and everything that you could possibly think of. And that's what happens to addicts. That's why people get stuck and they end up relapsing over and over again is because you never dealt with the problem that is causing all of that. It's the same way with people who get out of domestic abuse relationships like you have to deal with the internal turmoil before you take that into the next relationship and the next relationship after that. So like if you're looking for an answer to addiction and how to cure it that's the answer. You need to deal with the trauma. And almost almost I would I would wager just about every person who is addicted to drugs and alcohol has internal trauma. You know, everybody who's addicted to sex, everybody who's addicted to everything has internal trauma. Just about everybody you meet is addicted to something. You know, they all will talk trash and be like, oh, you're a piece of crap while they're getting drunk every night. You know, you call a drug addict for smoking weed. <laughs> but yeah, for me, like honestly, from when I was like, so when I was young, I got, you know, all these traumatic experiences. I'm not going to go into that. So, you know, I got addicted to TV shows first and then I met some people, got addicted to, you know, was introduced to booze, the booze, you know, the vodka, Monarch vodka, specifically Monarch vodka. We used to pour it into a freaking gallon jug of orange juice and pass that shit around. And that is the most terrible hairspray tasting, like grossness ever, bro. But, you know, we didn't have to take, you know, the whole fifth and pour it in, but we were kids. And we would drink this until we passed, you know, puked. And I found a kinship in my two best friends to this day. Me and them are still best friends. And that's what we did. We were all addicted to escaping our reality. And it's never changed. It's changed forms in many ways. It's, you know, changed like my, you know, one friends. Like we've all started to realize that we've all started to heal from our traumas and realize the addiction, but It shit's still there. You know, I'm, I have to talk to my one friend all the time and try to, I know I wish I could help him. I really do. If he watches this, I honestly would give nothing more, give anything to be able to help you and make you see that you are worth it. You are worthy. You know what I mean? Like you are, you can be, you know, something more than what you think you are. And, you know, he's a brilliant writer and honestly, man, he's a good soul. And I would, I worry about them all the time just just know that but you know it is what it is even if i got on here and have nobody watching right now which is fine like this is stuff that i'm going to work on this is places you know this is the directions that i want to take my life in this podcast i am a recovering addict and i believe that i can help people overcome those problems 100 percent and you know if i could share my story as a recovering, again, as a recovered addict, because I'm not going to say recovering, bro, because the idea that I'm still in recovery is silly, but oh, well. Again, for those just joining, talking about addiction, talking about overcoming addiction, talking about the direction I'm taking my YouTube channel and my videos, Um, I do also, I'm heavily into conspiracy stuff, so, like, I mean, when I was on, uh, because I was addicted to meth, honestly, shh, don't keep that don't tell anybody anyway but i'm on live stream telling people um when i was addicted to that i went down some serious rabbit holes because i had a lot of time because at the time i wasn't working and when you're depressed all the time conspiracies can be one of those things that give you a little buzz they give you a little zing and uh so you go down every single rabbit hole you possibly can and so i mean i have a ton and ton of conspiracy knowledge and what I learned quickly as I started to grow in consciousness is that you cannot believe every single conspiracy theory because then you will not accept reality as it is. Granted, I don't accept reality as it is, but like you can't obsess over that stuff in moderation, bro. In moderation. Uh,. See, I was going live at seven. Let's see what we got here. Maybe that's why these people are not jumping on. Let's go. Send it. Bro, if somebody don't come in here and chat with my ass. (laughs) Oh. Legit clubs out here. All right, man. I'm going to try to come out to your menu. I got people consistently messaging me, man. Like, a lot of people have anxiety and don't want to get in chats and talk live because, you know, the last few years have made the internet a kind of toxic place. Um, but here we are, man. Ain't, this is all for all the world to see. You know what I mean? This is something that I'm going to be doing every week talking about. I would like to eventually get to a point where I can talk to people and try to help them with problems. You know what I mean? Jump in the chat. We can chat about stuff. I can offer my perspective by no means of my professional, but I have gone to school, you know, for psychology. I have spent hours and days trying to freaking uncover my own mind. So I've read just about everything on psychology that I could possibly digest. I've read everything on metaphysics that I could possibly digest. I understand, you know, that, that, we all, we need not only do you need mental healing from a standpoint, you know, that medical doctors can provide, but you also need mental healing for you need spiritual healing. You have to combine the two. So the reason why people don't end up finding peace in this world is because usually it's only one or the other. You neglect one for the other. You know, you're, super spiritual but you're denying all your mental health because you're giving it all to god and that is not the answer either or you're completely atheist then you deny that side of yourself and you become bitter and not understanding what our place is in this world <laughs> you know what i mean but the fact is obviously something else is going on here you know obviously there is spiritual forces that worked if you will but Let's see. Somebody asked the question, what are your beliefs in God? Do I believe in God? This is a pretty, one of those comments that is, uh, you know, it's one of those, like everybody asks that because I have such wide varying beliefs. But yes, I 100% do believe in God. 100%, without a doubt. And the fact is, I just don't, get confined with the dogmat dogma of religion. Mm-hmm. So what what does that even mean? You know what does that mean? What is dogma? So like if you look at it as like it traps you inside of a box. Like religion will trap you inside of a box while the idea I hate using the term spiritual because it sounds stupid. I'm spiritual, but it's true. I I am more of a spiritual person. The way my views on God is that God didn't create the universe per se. God literally is the universe. We live in a light matrix, so everything is light, and God is projecting this light into the world. You know, in the beginning, there was the word, and the word was God. That is a thought. We are a dream. We are a, a pretty much a projection, a light projection. And I've had experiences that have shown me that. You know, I'm like heavy on psychedelics, but. That's for another day. Again, I've got uh, one other question. So again, I guess you can sum up my belief on God as, again, I believe 100% in God. I believe that we, essentially, our goal in this world is to remember what we are. Remember that we, everybody, everybody you talk to is a projection of God, essentially. So, I mean the idea of doing onto others as you would do onto you is because the person next to you literally is you in the ultimate sense. Um, it's a hard concept to grasp, but everything and everyone is God. And that's that's pretty much sums up my beliefs. That's the info from the Law of One series, which I'm very, very much like in love with. That's my been my book series that I've been obsessed with. And if you get a chance, read it. It's some heavy information. You have to really, really open your mind to accept it and believe it. But it's essentially the law of one is as simple as everything and everyone is one. That's it. Like, if you look into the like the secrets of Freemasonry and stuff like that, that's what they believe as well, is that we are all one. And that's the ultimate truth, <laughs> is that everything and everyone is one. So that's my belief. Let's we'll see if I got another question here. Oh, you believe in the devil? I don't believe in the devil. So I don't necessarily believe in the devil, but I believe that there is two sides of the coin in this universe. I believe that we there is a there's two paths, and what you can define one as Jesus. Jesus taught the idea of service to others. Buddha essentially taught the idea of service to others. There's service to others and then there's service to self. So service to self seeks power over others and seeks to enslave and essentially deifies the self while service to others or acting in service to others. Just like Jesus taught, you know, you go help people, you that's how you're supposed to live your life is in service to others because ultimately that person next to you is you. So that's the basic, you know, the premise of the Law of One series. Uh, So I don't necessarily believe in the devil per se, but I do believe in the negative path and that there is two sides that you can pursue that eventually lead back to the same place. And it's really complicated to explain. I could probably make several episodes just trying to explain the Law of One. And (laughs) I probably will one of these days, but... Oh, that thing didn't tell people that it was going on. Do it, bro. My brother's telling me he's trying to put gaming gaming shorts on. Well, if you don't get on here and watch this motherfucking chat, homie. Anyway, let's see. My one friend is uh, filling me full of questions. How did I overcome my addiction? That is a big, uh, big question, actually. So, how did I overcome my addiction? How did I stop doing it? Well, I actually seeked out or sought. Um, I eventually came to the point where I was so messed up on heroin and meth that I sought out you know i went the methadone route and the original reason sadly that i went the methadone route is because i was like oh man i'll be able to come off meth but i had had methadone before and i liked it so my actual reasons were were not good we're not pure you know what i mean i'm still people will say that you're not getting high and i have nothing against medication assisted therapy but the fact is and i'm gonna be straight just like I've been straight in any of these it's like you're not meant to stay on it forever. And what I noticed when I went to these clinics is that everybody in those clinics intends for you to stay on this stuff forever. They were so like, they actually tried to talk me out of getting off of methadone when I eventually wanted to take her off. But the fact is, I mean, they'll, you go in there and be like, yeah, I'm not feeling my medication. I'm still feeling withdrawals. They will jack up your meds and i dude i was all the way up to like i think it was 110 milligrams a day of methadone and for anybody who's ever taken methadone 110 milligrams is a freaking lot dude that's like probably eating like 20 vicodin a day if you will because methadone is probably double the strength of freaking vicodin and so that being the case I started having all kinds of health problems because of that. And then slowly but surely, I tapered down. I went down first to – on because I actually didn't go to the clinic for a few days, so they automatically dropped me down to, like, 80. And then slowly but surely, I started going down, like, three milligrams a week and eventually got off of it back finally in 2018. Or hmm. Was it 2018? It may have been the beginning of 2019 actually that I finally, that I was actually finally off methadone. But I can, I count my clean date as, you know, 2018 because that's when I actually finally quit doing meth. And that's, that was the one that was hardest for me to get off heroin. That was, that was one thing. And honestly, you know, being on methadone didn't stop me from doing meth at all. You know, I was getting high from both ends. (laughs) And, Again, regardless of what you say, you could still get high from ethanol, 100% from these clinics. Like, all you need to do is, hey, this stuff ain't working. Let me get more. Lots of people are high on Suboxone all the time. And I have nothing against anybody doing that because, again, what I said in the beginning of this podcast is that you need to uh, get down to the underlying reason of why you use so you don't relapse. So medication-assisted therapy actually has the highest success rate out of any, um, you know, recovery treatments and that is because you're giving your body something every day that's keeping that keeping it occupied but the key is is to actually go through the therapy figure out what it is that is causing you to want to use and then going from there like for me i mean i know what it was like I have done so much soul searching that I completely understand, you know, why it was that I went through the drug addiction. 100%. You know, I had all kinds of nonsense from when I was a kid. I lost a child back in 2014, you know, me and the wife. And after that I gave up, you know, and it's, it's selfish and sad because I had other kids to look for, you know, look after too. And, thank god i had people to help me come off of that and make me realize you know what what the hell i was doing people slapped me around then i had my you know my sister thank god let me live on her lawn in a trailer to get my you know i was literally homeless lost everything my whole freaking life dude and those drugs are freaking terrible absolutely awful like that's why it's silly when people put weed in the same category as these things like bro you've never heard anybody Smoking weed and selling themselves on the street, standing on the street corner for weed money, bro. It's not, it's not the way it works, but anyway, so that's the answer there. Like I got off, uh, I use medication assisted therapy or MAT, as people will call it in the TikTok community. Um, that was one of the things I used and it worked hundred percent. I'm here today. I got off of that stuff because of that. Once I started taking the treatment seriously and actually, you know, got carries and stuff. And I started to taper down. I was on weekly carries, which is like, you can take five doses home at once. You know, once you pass enough drug tests and go to the right therapies and stuff, they give you the weekly carries. And then one day I came in, did a drug test and they failed me for cocaine and I had never done cocaine. So I assumed that the, uh, at that point, I had just argued with them about coming off. That's why I know that they don't like people coming off. But And all of a sudden, I failed for something I hadn't done. You know, it was stupid. So I was like, yep, I'm done. And I used Kratom or Kratom to taper off from there. And, it, you know, if anybody listened to this, that is a key, really good way. If you're going to come off of the stuff without going to rehab, without going to treatment, like Kratom will help. It is a natural painkiller I'm not saying that anybody should do it and get addicted to that too, but it does work 100%. It is strong enough to curb the withdrawals of heroin, of methadone. And honestly, the secret to coming off meth, for those that don't know, is you need anti-anxiety pills because what that does when you come off of that is it racks up your nerves and winds you up so tight that you explode. And that's why people end up going back. So I got this freaking stuff called, I think it's like Fenibut it's probably i don't know how it's pronounced but that's what helped me come off of that it's godsend changed my whole life coming off that shit. but you know people are not necessarily watching right this second but for those that do watch this recorded like talking about how i overcame addiction i had a friend message me about that trying to give me a little bit of material to talk but um yeah that was that was pretty much you know how i came off addiction how I came off my addiction to meth and heroin. And honestly, when I, I quit drinking back in, I think it's 2015. But when I quit drinking, it was because I was, I went to other drugs. I can't really, it's not really that much of an accomplishment, but in a world where everybody gets drunk all the time, I'm proud of myself because like, this is everywhere. You can't go anywhere without seeing alcohol. You can't go to any of your friends' house, any of your friends' party without seeing alcohol, literally everywhere. And that is the case, man. It's one of the hardest addictions to keep off of. <laughs> um, I'm actually about out of time, but again, I'm going to be doing these thirty-minute little videos here and there. I'm glad I sat down and did this because it's fun, man. It's good to get my story out there, and I want to help you. Like, if you watch this, join me next week at six thirty. I'm going to be trying to talk to people. You, you want to chat with me? Message me privately. Tell me your story. Maybe I can help you. But don't suffer in silence. You know what I mean? I'm literally here to help you. I can help you maybe see a different perspective. I've helped lots of people I work with. I've helped you know, all kinds of people all over the place. And the only way to do it is if somebody reaches out. But again, this is Reflections JB333 or whatever you want to call it <laughs> all over the place. I'm going to be signing off here in just a second. I think for you, for anybody, if that's watching to this point, you know, I know it's difficult to watch. Jump on here at freaking six thirty at night and uh, watch somebody you don't know about. But again, I'm gonna use one of these reaction buttons because it's funny. Does it work? Oh yeah! There's the roof, bro. Let me know any topics you want to talk about, bro. Because I can. I'm telling you, I have a uh, vast conspiracy knowledge. <laughs> let me know. Again, thanks for watching. One or two people. I don't know if it shows me Facebook people, so maybe there's more people watching. However, I cannot see because nobody was commenting in chat. It's all good, all groovy. I hope you all have a wonderful night. Many, many blessings.